it's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up later, I want to talk about a shift that you need to be aware of if you're of a mind to save for retirement. There's something you really need to think through right now. So I want to talk about something that is a terrible, terrible, difficult problem for small business owners and for individuals trying to buy health coverage for yourself or for your family. The reality is we're kind of in a bind as a country because health coverage is so expensive in the United States for a primary reason. The cost of health care in the United States is way out of whack, far more expensive than it is anywhere else in the world. So every time we try to do something about the cost of health coverage, it's just rearranging deck chairs because the big problem is the actual cost of health care in the country, what we pay for medicine, doctors, hospitals, the whole thing. So everybody's trying to look for a way to reduce those costs. And if you've ever tried to buy health insurance for a small business or for yourself as an individual or as a family, it's a real terrible thing because you buy a plan at extremely high premiums in most states, and then you have very large deductibles you've got to meet. So there is an alternative that's kind of like a way station. Often people will deride it as fake insurance, but I don't use that term for it. It's faith-based co-ops. So it's not real insurance, but it doesn't mean it's fake insurance. And I want to explain this as clearly as I can. You join a healthcare co-op, and it has to have a religious base to it. And when you join that co-op, it's not underwritten like traditional insurance. It will cost a tiny fraction of normal insurance, if you will, real insurance. But what it does do is it provides coverage typically without high deductibles and pays for routine medical by people pooling their money together. And when one person is sick, those that are well are paying for their bills. Now, the reason people deride it as fake insurance is something you need to really be aware of because there is no free lunch. I mean, this is a lot, lot, lot cheaper than traditional health insurance. But the problem is if within a risk pool, someone ends up with a really bad illness, too many people end up with bad illnesses, there's not enough money to go around. From time to time, these risk pools have gone, or co-ops, have gone insolvent. Other times, they've just limited what they would pay. So I want you to go in with your eyes open. If somebody's telling you this is the greatest thing ever, 
No, it's not the same as traditional health insurance, but it is an alternative as long as you are fully aware of the shortcomings that exist. It is an alternative well worth considering as for so many people, it's not a matter of I'd really like to have the full coverage health insurance, but it's more a matter that you can't afford the real full coverage health insurance, and therefore this becomes a reasonable alternative. Amanda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Clark. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. How can I be of service to you today, Amanda? Well, uh, my husband and I are looking at life insurance and disability insurance, and we've been um, doing our homework and listening to you, but we have some questions uh, for you to kind of help us balance out um, what type of insurance we're getting for each. Okay. Uh, so in, in regards to uh, the life insurance, we were looking um, at term and whole life, and to be quite honest, I wasn't really looking at whole because I had heard some things you said about that in the past and feeling like that's for a very niche group of people. Um, but the concern that's coming up from my husband is, you know, um, he's 41 and I'm 36, and he's concerned with if we get 30 years of term insurance, for example, and then nothing happens, that um, we're not supported, whereas if we get whole um, coverage, that it will go until, um, I believe, age 99 with the company we're looking at. All right. Now, that is a very important point you brought up, but it would be rare that, it, let's say your husband buys a 30-year level term policy, mm-hmm. that at age 71, as tragic as him passing away would be for you and other loved ones, as far as replacement of income for family, usually it's not as important by that age as it would be at a younger age. That's why so often, historically, term was looked at as something you bought to age 65. Now people are working longer, which is why term policies may now go into the 70s. So the, the replacement of income is generally much less relevant when you look that many decades down the road. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Then it, hopefully you'd be in a better situation then, too. Or you may be living off savings. You may be, right. you know, he may be retired and he's living off money that's gone into Roths or into 401ks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, I'm just imagining this, mm-hmm. that you and your husband are fantastic at saving money because the very <laughs> fact that you would ask me about disability insurance puts you mm-hmm. so far at one far end of the bell curve where nobody ever even considers that, that I think the two of you are probably very, very careful about living beneath your earnings and saving money. Well, thank you. Um, uh, did I well, guess then, right? <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're getting better, um, okay. definitely. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, and this is what kind of surprised me, so when we went to look at the disability insurance, uh, we were presented two options and not just the regular coverage for disability, but also uh, a mortgage disability insurance. And, oh, wait, 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 wait. Mortgage disability? Yes. So basically, they, they have a separate policy that will help you. Um, Do you hear the cow? Do you hear the cow? Did you just hear the cow? <laughs> no. 
Okay, you didn't hear that? Because let me tell no. you something. Oh, I'll play it for you one more time. Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> that cow just laid a giant pile of manure. <laughs> Which is why I called you, because I, I said, what I asked him, I said, well, why would I get two sets of disability? And their, re- their reasoning was, we, we just bought a home um, recently, and they said that basically... In this case, my husband's the only one <clears throat> who is on the home loan. Um, but they said that he could have the the separate policy to cover paying the mortgage and then the additional disability payout um, to cover any other expenses we had. With all due respect to that salesperson you talked to, mm-hmm. I think that's really bad advice. And here's why. Why would you ever buy insurance and pay a premium on it that doesn't protect you but protects some bank mm-hmm. so having oh, yeah. having a disability insurance policy that pays a benefit you know 60 70 percent of income whatever number mm-hmm. you're looking at and provides for whatever expenses you have in your life is what you should be buying but buying a very narrow policy that you're paying the premiums on but protects a bank is crazy i never ever i i have the only time i ever bent on that and recommended that somebody go ahead and buy the mortgage disability insurance was someone who was uninsurable because of pre-existing conditions and this was a coverage they could get even though they couldn't what do what's called medically underwrite Okay. But that was the only time uh, ever in my career I ever said, oh, okay. So That's you, actually what caught me off guard because I never heard you talk about it. And I thought, is this a made-up thing? I didn't really know. No, it's just <laughs> junk. <laughs> <laughs> I figured tell me. And if, I have one more question if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, please. Um, as far as um, the, the cost per month, they've actually, I caught this actually. She didn't point it out to me, but I was looking at some of the quotes. And I noticed that they have two different rating methods. They have an attained age and a issue age. And I, uh, I asked her, I said, well, you know, can you tell me the difference between the two? And they basically said the attained age would mean that it would incrementally increase as we got older. And they actually had a chart that showed us what it would increase each month. I'm sorry, each year that you got older. And then the issued age means that as long as you're under the policy, whatever amount that they quote you, you're locked into, and then she said, unless there's a company-wide change. So I just wanted to... Oh, okay. Let me tell you what that means. That means you're part of a rating group, Mm -hmm. and if they raise the rates on other people in that pool, your rates would be subject to change as well. Mm -hmm. The person you're talking to, are they a disability insurance broker or a general insurance salesperson? I believe they're general insurance. I would like you to sit down with a on. You can buy term life however you want to buy it, but Uh to sit down with somebody who all he or she does is disability insurance. And also, Mm -hmm. have you gotten a quote on disability insurance at Policy Genius? No. Have you heard me mention them before, maybe? Yes. I would go get a quote from PolicyGenius.com they do a great job not just of getting quotes for you but educating you on every part of the ins and outs and where the gotchas might be in buying disability insurance it's a very well thought out website and tool for you as a consumer to have the upper hand 
and have the information you need. Rose is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Rose, you're interested in helping out a grandchild. Is that true? That's right. Our first one. Congratulations. What are you Thank thinking you. of doing? What we thought we'd like to do is open a 529 um, and maybe open it with $1,000 and then every year on the baby's birthday add to it. That was our original plan. Well, uh, I'd be happy to be your grandbaby if you're going to do all <laughs> that. That's wonderful. Well, we've worked hard to be debt-free, and and we've been debt-free for several years, so this is our way of kind of paying it forward. But my husband went to the bank to to see about this, and they said that they couldn't open it at the local bank, that you have to do it electronically. Yeah, you don't um, want to do a 529 plan with the bank anyway. Okay. Um, 529 plans generally are sponsored by a state. And as a general rule, you don't have to open it with your state, but if your state offers a low-cost plan, then then it would be perfect to do it with your state because there may even be a state tax benefit to opening a 529. Just yeah, depends on the state. They told us to do Virginia. I'm sorry. They told us to do a Virginia plan. Do you live in Virginia? No, we live in Georgia. <laughs> well, the Georgia plan, interestingly enough is one of the very best plans in the entire country. Oh, okay. And it's a very low-cost plan, and I would I would just do the Georgia plan direct. All right. Well, here's the problem. We don't do electronic banking, and we don't want to do electronic banking. We don't even use debit cards. So um, my real question is, is there a way to open this kind of account without doing it electronically yes potentially yes you fill out a paper form Uh uh-huh do you go on the internet at all yeah all right Mm -hmm. so if you go i have a guide to 529 plans okay and if you go to my guide and click on the georgia plan you can then call them as you can with any of the plans and they'll send you a paper application okay and then as far as what I recommend for your grandbaby, I'd advise doing the age-based portfolio. It's okay. kind of the general name of it. And what they do is they adjust the investments that your money goes into for the grandbaby over the years, and it gets more conservative as the grandbaby gets closer and closer to college. And Rose, it's a very sweet thing you're doing. Your money will be very efficiently put to work. And all the money used for your grandbaby's college will be used tax-free, as long as it's an eligible expense. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question on Clark.com. Our producer, Joel, asks your question for you. Joel, who's the first Ask Clark from? Clark, it's from Martha. She says, how can I save money on my cable TV and monthly phone bill? My current bill is $200 a month plus. For TV and phone, that's a lot of money. Okay. So there's a price war going on right now from the two satellite players, DirecTV and Dish Network going at it big time. And with both of them, you can get your monthly programming for pay TV for roughly $50 a month. And on the phone side, I assume you have high-speed internet at your home. If you do, you can get phone service from my favorite, which is Uma, O-O-M-A.com. UMA, by the way, you buy a device for about 100 bucks or so, and then your monthly service for phone for local long-distance calling features and all that's about 
$3 a month or so. But if you don't have that, look at Straight Talk Home Phone. If you don't have an internet connection, $15 a month for your home phone service. All right. Well, Fredo says, Clark, how long will a hard inquiry stay on your credit report? So there's more than one answer to that. Let me give you the key information. Although a hard inquiry, that's where you apply for a credit card or something like that, that stays on your credit report typically two years. But the effect on your credit score itself is usually six months under most scoring models. So even though it sits on your report for 24 months, the impact lowering your score is generally a six-month impact. And too many inquiries all in a short period of time will heavily impact you. An occasional application for credit, no big deal. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more, spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. We need to have a talk here about retirement. If you are saving for retirement, fantastic. But I need to talk to you about how you're saving. We're at a tipping point where most of us at places we work that offer 401ks now have a majority now have the choice of doing either a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. And there's a enormous advantage right now for all those except ultra high income earners to do the Roth 401k where you take after tax dollars and put them in the 401k. The money grows tax free. It's spent tax free versus the traditional 401k, where the money that goes in is pre-tax, and then in retirement, everything you have in the account is fully taxed. The reason doing a Roth 401k is a real high priority for me right now, again, for anyone except if you're earning more than, as a family, more than $275,000 a year. So we're talking about a, a small sliver of the population. You want to do the Roth 401k because the federal government is running enormous budget deficits right now, massive deficits, unprecedented in a time of low unemployment for the country and outside of uh, like World War. This is totally without precedent. The problem is that this is going to boomerang because the deficits are not sustainable and they're going to start to crack the financial integrity and strength of the U.S. government. So what it means, because we don't have the will in the Congress to cut spending, so what it means is we're going to hit a wall and that wall is going to be dealt with, unfortunately, by raising tax rates again. So that means while you can take advantage of today's lower tax rates and pop money into the Roth 401k, the Roth IRA, when tax rates go up, and you heard me use that word, when, it's a when, it's not an if, because again, the will does not exist to reduce spending. And we as a country, it's a national security threat to us, the extremely large budget deficits we're running, 
we must deal with them. And we can look the other way, and we're good about doing that as Americans. As Winston Churchill said, and I will mess up, I'll paraphrase, America eventually does the right thing after trying every wrong alternative. That wasn't exactly what he said, but you get the idea. And so I want you in your own household to take the smartest moves you can, which is save with after-tax money, Roth IRA instead of traditional, Roth 401k instead of traditional. So you're building up a pile of cash that will not face the tax man again. David's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, David. Hey, how's it going? Great, thank you. You are thinking that you want to get a motorcycle. Well, there was a few options there. I, I kind of never really bought anything for myself. I kind of tend to pay bills off and try to make it where I don't have no monthly payments or high monthly payments. And I have the capability of paying my house off in a couple of years if I go that route. And I just want some advice because all these advisors are investment planners. They always want you to stock market, stock market. You know, it's always towards the stock market. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just me personally in the construction field. I can buy a house and turn around and flip it and sell it more than I could stick in the stock market, which that is for some people. But the motorcycle is I've got a little bit of money. I can pay my house off. I really need a truck, a four-door truck, and I would love to buy a motorcycle, just a little small, you know, nothing expensive, just for getting away stress-free. And I was just wanting your opinion. Should I pay my house off um, or should I use that money to buy something for myself? Well, let's talk about your house. How much do you still owe on it? Fifty-three thousand. And you are in a position to wipe out a fifty-three thousand dollars remaining mortgage balance. I, like I said, I'll, I'll buy a house when the, of course, all this hit, hit us in '08. All those houses, you could buy a house for literally twenty thousand dollars. So I took advantage of the situation and and bought and turned around flipped a couple of houses. So I've got capable if. I'd have to really buckle down, and I could probably buy in two years, pay it off, need to be. That's awesome. It was 4.5% interest, though. You know, I know these companies buying out other companies with the bank's money, and they say, why use your own money when you can use the bank's money? Yeah, but 4.5% is a a great interest rate. Not the best in the market, but it's a great rate. You don't owe a lot. Um, And so you're, you're talking about different things. You're talking about trying to live completely debt-free, or do something fun for yourself. Can I ask how old you are, David? 36. At 36, you know, if you want to do something to treat yourself as well as you're handling money, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. But right. with a motorcycle, I know there are people who ride motorcycles who are going to hate something I'm about to say. <laughs> but I would look at buying one used instead of new. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because a big chunk of people who buy motorcycles, it was a good idea at the time, and then they might go out on a few rides and it just sits there. So a lot of them end up uh, used with very, very low miles on them, worth a fraction of what a brand new one would cost. Yes, sir. And the, the truck thing was, of course, I need a truck because I've got around, like I said, I don't spend much money on me. I've got, I drive around in a 2000 Ford Ranger. Buy a new truck with the money you got, or a used one with the money you got. Just pay cash. Okay. 
because the mortgage uh, the mortgage is not a high priority for you to feel like you need to rush and pay it off okay on the other hand if you can buy yourself a new work truck and own it free and clear it just saves you so much money over time you don't have that payment hanging over you okay that's what i need to know so i would do it and congratulations to you on your success i appreciate it most definitely. The, i listen to people like you and other ones that try helping out. i do want to thank you for being out there for people like me to kind of help us go in the right direction so well i want to thank I, you. I appreciate you complimenting me but all the credit goes to you because you've worked hard you've been smart about it and the combination has worked very well for you to have financial independence in your life so just keep that up and lisa's with us on the clark howard show hello lisa hi clark thank you for taking my call sure i'm glad to have you here my question has to do with the topic of wills my husband has a small business and we are registered as an s corp in which he has 100 percent of the shares uh, my question is, if something would happen to him in the event that, you know, unfortunate event, what would, do we need to have a will in place, or if we don't have a will yes. in place, what could happen? Don't even worry about that. You need a will. Your husband owns his own business. Yeah. You need to have a will. He needs to have a will. Okay. Uh, there's not even gray with that. All right. Could we do it one of the with one of the will programs, or does it need to be handled by an attorney because it's a business? The fact that there's a business in the picture doesn't automatically mean a lawyer should be involved, but depends on what else is going on in your lives. Like, how have the two of you done? Have you been able to save a fair amount of money over the years, or not, or like? Well. The business worth would just be like whatever we had in our checking account and a few assets for a service business. There wouldn't be a lot of assets, I guess. How about outside the business? Do you own uh, things? Mostly, yes. Very low on our mortgage and our cars. And how about kids? Do you have kids? Yes, we have two. And are they both yours are they his hers theirs kind of thing or do you know uh, what i mean by that yes uh one is mine and we have one together okay so you went through all the checklist items with me you do not do any kind of will you buy on the internet or anything like that you need to go see a lawyer okay because doing a will on your own you know using like will make or whatever you need to have a very linear pretty simple situation and okay. yours doesn't fit that at all and it would be very valuable for the two of you together to go see a lawyer and you should have a will your husband should have a will because with your kid and then a kid the two of you have together that is a complicating factor that makes it extra important to go see a lawyer the fact that you have this business makes it very important to see a lawyer the fact that you have stuff you own uh, like a home virtually free and clear again you you have developed a lifetime of assets you got the kids you got to go to a lawyer and i would okay. make it a priority because you don't want to be in a situation where uh, he does pass away and then there's all kinds of 
uncertainty and unhappiness about what happens next. In addition to grieving over him passing away, you don't want to add a layer of additional difficulty and uncertainty. And that's what lawyers are for. So I'm so glad you asked, and I'd love it if you go get it done. Tim is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tim. Hey, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Tim, you have a question about not taking an airline up on its whole ticket that you're buying. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, we planned a trip to Hawaii. My mother is 90 years old this year. And uh, one of the promises that my dad had always made to her was, you know, that he would get her to Hawaii. And so uh, we're kind of fulfilling that that dream for her. And, you know, she's still real active. So we look forward to having a good time. Do you realize how lucky you are on that, that she's 90 and still really active? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we have good genes in the family, but she uh, she's amazing. And, uh, you know, we, we try to take her every chance that we get, and she still drives, lives by herself, so she's an amazing woman. Wow. Well, so tell me the mystery of what you're trying to pull off here. Well, we... Uh, we booked through a major carrier um, our, our flight, and originally we were going to fly into uh, Honolulu uh, via L.A. and then Kona. So it would go L.A., Kona, the, the big island, and then to Honolulu. And as we started looking at things and talking to people, uh, they, we got the suggestion of, well, you need to spend some time on the big island, go to the volcano, what have you. So I, I thought that would be uh, fine. Um, and... Uh, in looking at it, you know, we're going to be on Kona. And I thought, well, you know, either we can make a change uh, or we can uh, with the airline or I'll just let, you know, let that portion of it go, not require any type of refund and then catch a a later flight because flights between the islands are not that expensive. And uh, uh, so when I went to call the the airline to let them know that, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't be taking that, that last leg, but we'd doing something later, uh, they informed me that if I did that, that they would cancel the rest of my trip. That is right. And they put in the system what's known as an NS status, which actually just stands for no-show, and they cancel all the remainder of your trip, and you have no way to get back to the mainland. That's right. And and to, to make a change, it was going to cost me close to $4,000. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine actually warned me about this before I even booked. So I actually called the major carrier ahead of time, told them exactly what I was doing and said, you know, is this for real? Uh, you know, is there going to be a problem with this if I, if I decide to make some type of a change? And they assured me that there wasn't. Well, the, so, the person you talked to was not informed. That, that's what I've come to find out. So, so I, as you can imagine, I was very, very uh, frustrated um, when I was informed that, that this was the case. I, I didn't realize that it was a, you know, a industry standard. And, you know, I, I try to do my due diligence and, and read the fine print. As much well, the $4,000, though, doesn't really add up because what I followed you saying, if I had it right, is you're going to go from the West Coast to which island first? So to uh, the big island first then to Honolulu, and then back to the West Coast? Actually, to, to Austin. So we, we'll Austin. fly from... Okay, yeah. so, so, the, so the, big, the big issue is that you would delay your return from the Big Island to Honolulu? 
we we wouldn't take the 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 final stretch from from uh, the Big Island to Honolulu. So we you would, can't. You, unfortunately, you can't do that without getting clobbered. It's just the way the crazy rules work, and it's so much to ask of your ninety-year-old grandmom. But the only thing you can do is get to Honolulu, turn right around, and fly a round trip back to Kona. And then when you're ready to go back, go fly back to Honolulu and then fly back to the mainland. Fortunately, the flight's 35 minutes, but that's the only way you can make that affordable. And it is a hassle because that's the way the airline rules work. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you have a question for me, you can have it read on the air for you. We call it Ask Clark. Our producer, Joel, fills in for you. Joel, who do you have an Ask Clark from? Clark Gullen from Robert. He says, where's the best place to sell your old cell phone, Clark? best or easiest or the one you got the most money from if your cell phone is not terribly old you still will get more money selling it on ebay than anywhere else but you got the hassles involved with ebay but i have a list at clark.com of places you may not have heard of that you can use to sell your old cell phone a number of dot coms that you can sell them on and you what you do is you can try different ones see who offers you the best price for your phone based on its condition and then that's who you sell through in addition several retailers offer their own trade-in program that you can use if you're buying a new phone from them you want to see what their trade-in is but before that you want to check these websites if the retailer trade-in is equivalent or better use that the quickest way to get one sold is to go to a mall location and use an Echo ATM, E-C-O, Echo ATM. Check them out at echoatm.com. All right, Clark, and Jerry says, what's the preferred credit card to use that has the best rewards? We don't really travel, so we're not looking for one with travel rewards. If you want just straight cash back, the Fidelity Rewards card is the best. Fidelity, the big financial house, mutual fund company, investment company, whatever you call Fidelity. Fidelity Rewards pays 2%, no games, no gimmicks, 2% into a 529 college savings plan or 2% into a Roth IRA. Your choice, but 2% straight out. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day, 
if you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Health and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center, and you can get that free off-the-air advice. <laughs>